Welcome to Business Chit Chat, a podcast from Headwaters RCD and Butte Local Development Corporation, or BLDC. I'm your host, Kayla Lappin, Director of Marketing and Business Recruitment, and on this episode, I spoke with Carrie Verlanik of Farmer Boy Eggs and Farmer Boy Beef about utilizing grants to diversify your farm or ranch. Carrie's story is incredible, so stay tuned. First things first, Headwaters and BLDC are local and regional nonprofit organizations focused on the economic vitality of Southwest Montana. We serve a seven county region that includes Anaconda Deer Lodge, Beaverhead, Butte Silver Bow, Granite, Jefferson, Madison, and Powell counties. On Business Chit Chat, we answer questions like, what's it take to run a business? How can your business secure grant funding or capital? When's the best time to invest? How does social media work? What about AI? Business Chit Chat is a podcast for entrepreneurs, business owners, and anyone interested in the story of economic vibrancy in Southwest Montana. Welcome, everybody. I have Carrie Verlanik here with Farmer Boy Eggs out of Drummond, Montana. And I'm really excited to talk to Carrie about all things Farmer Boy Eggs because you guys have utilized some of the state um, grant funding programs and your operation just continues to grow and you've had a lot of success. So Carrie, could you tell our listeners in the Headwaters region a little bit about yourself, a little bit of the history of your farm? So um, my uh, career has been as a school teacher. I spent 30 years in Drummond teaching here and decided that it was time to kind of change life up a little bit and devoted myself to full-time ranch hand, ranch wife, whatever needed to be done on the ranch. And our three boys have grown up as ranchers, have a love for agriculture, um, and the business that we're we're building here. But with that being said, they all knew that if they were to come back to our ranch, that we needed to diversify. Agriculture is a tough business to be in. Um, there's a lot of what ifs and unknowns and, you know, this can change that outcome or this input or whatever. And so we needed to kind of diversify a little bit. And a friend of ours, another rancher out of Bozeman told my middle son, Andrew, that, um, chickens was where it was at. And Andrew got this harebrained idea. Let's do a, let's do an egg laying facility. And we all just thought he'd absolutely lost his mind because none of us knew absolutely nothing. And I mean, nothing about chickens. Okay. And he kept pushing, pushing, pushing. He got his other two brothers on board and it started to happen. And we built our first barn and it held 2,500 laying hens in there. We sourced our first batch of hens from one of the Hutterite colonies and we were off and running. And my son, Andrew, I'll never forget, came in with his first basket of eggs into my laundry room. I said, what are you doing? <laughs> Washing eggs. Out came the scrub brush and away he washed. Oh my and goodness. pretty soon it's like, we need to get a little bit more refined, professional. What are we going to do with all these eggs? How are we going to get them out to, you know, other sources, you know, yeah, grocery stores, all that. So um, that's kind of how we got our so- our start. My son, Andrew, loved the Laura Ingalls Wilder um, series and Farmer Boy happened to be his favorite and thus our name. 
I love that. Oh, that's perfect. So yeah. let me get this straight. You jumped right into 2,500 eggs. Yeah. 500 hints. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. <laughs> I mean, nobody knew a dang thing. And pretty soon I was like being the school teacher that I am. Um, I thought there needs a little more organization up there. So I kind of dropped in one day and it was chaos. And he had hired one of the local, I, I believe our first employee was in junior high and he used to come down on after school and he and Andrew would wash eggs and put them in cartons. And okay. um, I mean, the whole logistics of the thing was, I mean, it just wasn't. And I, and so I said, you know, do you need a little help? I could help you. And that was my fatal mistake because <laughs> here I am. Yeah. So tell us a little bit. And and you and I just discussed this a little bit beforehand, um, but tell us about your role with Farmer Boy Eggs. What are you helping oversee and what is, what does it look? What's, what's it like when you wake up in the morning? <laughs> so it's like, like I said, I must've looked bored for about five minutes. Cause they, after my original awful offer said, yes, come on up. So I started, there was another gal that had kind of dealt with chickens quite a bit. Okay. And so we hired her on and we started, um, I mean, we just started washing, candling. I hadn't, I did, I knew nothing about candling. Um, and, um, I eventually learned how to do that. But yeah. Maybe tell of, our, maybe tell our listeners a little bit about candling. I got to see the cool video of the candling operation, but maybe if you could briefly describe what the candling process. So the candling, the candling is where the egg comes, um, down a, a conveyor belt sort of thing with a light underneath it. And then the light shines through the egg and that allows you to see a how fresh the egg is because sometimes eggs will sit on the conveyor belt for a while. It will tell you if there's any blood spots in there. It will tell you if there are any cracks in there. Okay. And as it rolls along this conveyor, the, that's the thing you look for is you make sure like the, um, oh, I can't think what the word is. The uh, But anyway, if the tip of the egg is... Sure. is is where it's supposed to be. And then it, you know, you look for your blood spots, your cracks, and if they're there, then you take them off the conveyor, throw them in a bucket and you're done with that egg. Okay. And then down the line, it goes to our sorting table in which it eggs are, are weighed or sorted out according to weight. So that gives us our extra large, our large, our oh, wow. mediums and our jumbos. Okay. So, um, the, the candling part of it is extremely important, I think, because there's nothing less appetizing than to get an egg that has yolk oozing out of it, or you crack it open, there's a big blood spot. So um, our candlers, and through the years, because we've obviously grown quite a bit, we have quite a few candlers, and they are extremely proficient at what they do. Okay. We are regularly um, inspected by the USDA, and we every every single time. I love and, it. Um, they have pretty strict, they candle, they recandle a hundred eggs and you can only have 10 with cracks in them. Okay. Or is it three dirty eggs or two dirty eggs? And if you have that, then they quarantine and redo, keep doing it until you pass. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. That's pretty intense. So, Anyway, my, but my my job as of right now is I'm I'm kind of managing what we're okay. doing up there. I manage all the women that work for us. 
um, take care of flock health. We check our birds every day. We check feed, we check water, we check nests. We look for floor eggs. Um, you know, we order cartons and stickers and we build boxes and um, we keep all the equipment uh, uh, running efficiently. I've got quite a few women working for me that are ranch wives. Okay. And so they're used to, you know, taking care of things, oiling it. Um, sure. So that's kind of my job. I deliver eggs. Um, I do contact a few customers, but okay. I think I, I think it's fair to say that I, I'm kind of in charge of the day-to-day Okay. I'd say that's pretty fair. (laughs) So you mentioned you started with 2,500 laying hens. What are you up to now? Because you guys have grown a little bit. We are. We are roughly at 65 to 7,000 laying hens. And then we always have a building. And and so then what happened is we found that it's, it's a little tough to get pullet hens which are your like your 20 week year old 20 week okay. old hens that are getting ready to lay um our our sources weren't always reliable so we thought we we can't do this okay so we started we when we built our new barn which has two two separate barns for we've got two separate flocks in there and then our original building we have turned into a chick raising barn okay and so now we get our own chicks and we have roughly 3600 chicks Wow. Um, year round. Oh, in wow. The, in the chick barn. So we've got close to 10,000 birds on site. Oh, wow. Okay. So you've grown quite a bit from we that official grown. 2,500. Yes, we have. We have. Yes. What does that growth kind of look like for you? Um, I know that I was speaking with our food nag direct, our FADC specialist here at Headwaters. You guys had applied for I think it was a value added producer grant a yep. few years ago. Yes. So was it the grants that help you? Was it a combination of you're getting marketing? Can you kind of lay out how the business has grown and what all kind of went into that? I think um, for other other ranchers and farmers in the Headwaters region, when they're looking at especially this value added side of of their ranching operation and you know diversifying as you were speaking about in right. the beginning. Often the pieces of how, how do I do that? <laughs> how to get from yeah. A to B um, is a little bit daunting for people. So if you wouldn't mind kind of sharing what that experience was like for you, I think our listeners would really want to hear that piece. So it, it was kind of a leap of faith and it's kind of how we roll in our family. We kind of go go big or go home. Okay. And so I guess what that value added grant did was gave us a, a little bit of, um, uh, oh, what's the word I want? Com- not confidence, but um, dependability. Okay. And the fact that that grant has, we, we knew on our own, we had had enough interest and we had pretty much spent our time um, sold out in our eggs. So we kind of knew that there was the market out there. There was a need, there was a want for locally grown and that value added grant gave us that extra, um, no, I can't, I had a loss for the word I want, uh, dependability or, 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 well, I can't think of the word I want. Um, that's okay. In the fact that it, it was, it, we've used our value added to take care of our payroll. We've used okay. it to, um, like a gas fees, like when our delivery 
And okay. it was just kind of a backup for us that kind of made us feel more confident that we could make this expansion work. Okay. You know, it was an extra padding for us. Totally. You know, um, and I'm trying to think what else he's, did we use it to buy a van maybe? Okay. I, I can't remember all, all the things yeah. that, that that has in particular, but um, we knew that there was a need and a want out there for locally grown and <clears throat> we have not been wrong in that um, from everything from the pandemic. Sure. To, um, the um, bird flu now. It's it's I mean, it's it's been especially since the pandemic. It's just been absolute chaos. I mean, it's a yeah. constant being sold out. And um, and I don't I don't I, we don't foresee that it's going to change any that way. But um, no, the value added grant has been something that has allowed us to expand and to do it with confidence, because okay. I think if we wouldn't have had that backing, you know, to depend on and rely on. I think it would have been a whole different scenario for us. Yeah. I, I think it's like, it gives you that confidence to, like you said, be able to grow and kind of know that the bills are still going to, still going to be able to make payroll right. at the right. end of the day. And you're going to, going to have to shut your lights off while you make this leap. And you also had that really, you know, the market strength behind it, which I think that coupled together, that makes right. total sense why you've been able to grow so much. And we've had a lot of hits in the egg industry anyway, since yeah. the pandemic. I mean, I know that even in our local grocery stores that aren't selling farmer boy, I mean, we, every consumers have seen the prices yeah. jump and a lot of that being, um, as you mentioned, the bird flu. Um, so you guys yeah. play a critical role in, in providing eggs for right the Western half of the and state. And, and I guess what's interesting to us now is that there's also so many policy changes and so many regulations now, and we're getting slammed again. Washington State has mandated that all their growers now be cage-free. Okay. And so now they are ripping out all their barns, putting a new nesting system in there. I mean, it's been, I'm sure for a lot of those producers, that's a big hit. Sure. And only do that when you're switching out barns. And so I think a lot of the Washington growers have been down. I think a lot of the California growers that coupled with, I know they just put a million birds down a couple of weeks ago due to the influenza bird flu. Sure. Um, and I think then there's also a lot of producers that are like, you know what, I'm 70 years old. I'm just going to sure. shut the door. You know, when you were faced with those sorts of regulations and, and changes and a lot of upfront cost on yeah. being passed down to the producer. Right. Yeah. Right. right. And that yeah. then puts, puts pressure on those of us that, you know, that's how we started was cage free. And um, so, yeah, anyway. But. Yeah. Okay. This podcast and the work that we do at Headwaters and BLDC would simply not be possible without our premier members, Butte Auto Group, KXLF, Northwestern Energy, and St. James Intermountain Healthcare. Thanks for your support. Well, I think you guys also received, was it a GTA grant, a growth through agriculture grant? Yep. We just um, got that last week and I'm pretty darned excited about that one. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that. So we have, and there again, when you first are a startup, um, one of my boys' mentors um, used to be, he used to work for a big uh, 
chick facility, uh, chick raising facility, and then started to go out on his own. And he consults a lot with some of the Hutterite colonies uh, around the Great Falls area. And um, so he was always on the hunt for used equipment for us. So we would get a used washer from one of the Hutterite colonies. And then an accumulator came along and he picked that up for her. And then he picked up this old rat tat grater and candler. And it's to the point now that we have duct taped the thing so many times, our grater candler. And I finally kind of came to blows with my oldest son and said, uh, we can't do this any longer. This is a very important piece and we need to have something that's working efficiently, our grater, our candler. And I mean, we're to the point that we have to just kind of hand guess at what size our eggs are. So okay. maybe somebody will get a medium in a large carton or like a lot of the larges were in the medium size. So then we're losing revenue because we're marketing them cheaper as a medium egg instead of a large. And sure. he said, well, why don't you go back to Headwaters? Talk to the crew there. They were so good last time. And I thought, oh, Yes, I will do that. <laughs> so uh, I've had tremendous help from Headwaters. I mean, oh, good. everybody at Headwaters has acted like this is part of their business. I mean, they have been totally invested, helped us. We got the grant and we're going to be getting a new grader and candler. Yay. So no more duct tape for us. That's going to be awesome. You know, thank God for duct tape, but yeah. <laughs> it can only take you so far. <laughs> you know, we're very proficient at duct tape. And I think we probably singly kept duct tape in business. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. So, well, yes. And, and thanks for the feedback that Headwaters was able to help you, you know, get that grant. Oh, they yeah. are fabulous. Fabulous. We do care about our clients. They become, it is our bit. We're in the business of helping your business. So. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, and they just, yeah, it's, it's a real pleasure to work with them. That's for sure. Well, yay. That is fantastic to hear on our end. Um, let's see. We kind of talked about um, the grant programs you've utilized. We talked a little bit about where Farmer Boy Eggs is at now. Um, I was on your website a while back and you guys also do beef do you also sell, what do you yep. for? Yeah. Tell us yep. a little bit about that side of, of the business. And, and if you're not directly involved, I don't mean to put you on the spot, but yeah, no, I, yeah, I kind of have my little fingers in that one too. <laughs> um, there again, I think there's a real demand and I think the pandemic brought some of this around. Um, I think people are very conscious as to where their food comes from. And I guess because I am in this business, I always try to gravitate towards Montana grown and I want to know what's Montana grown um, yeah. and products that I can purchase that are from our state. Um, but we have expanded and started Farmer Boy Beef. And, and that was a bit of a problem when we started that GTA grant because we do have some needs there. Um, mm -hmm. We're constantly always trying to be more efficient um, as far as we've started this year growing our own barley okay. and we take our, our feed for our um, chickens is made up in Great Falls. We have a special formula. We make it okay. and then it comes back. This year, our barley has gone into that feed up in Great okay. Falls. I mean, in kind of a roundabout, we sell to them, then they sell us chicken feed, but it's essentially our 
barley that's going into it. Okay. And the same with our farmer boy beef. And we would, would like to be able to start grinding our own feed okay. for both our, our, our farmer boy cows or, you know, stock. Sure. And then to be able to grind also for our chickens. Okay. So it's, you know, there's so many different places and I, I guess I don't know how to lump them all together. We're in, you know, I'm starting to string out in so many ways, but, um, and there again, I, I don't know if it's name recognition, you know, people think, oh, farmer boy eggs, farmer boy beef. Sure. You know, so do they gravitate towards that? We've also gotten into the schools and we supply beef to some of our local area schools like Deer Lodge schools has farmer boy beef as does um, Phillipsburg school. Okay. Drummond has taken some. So um, that's just a whole and a lot of local people will come and buy directly from us. Okay. Um, so there's, there's lots of things and, but then yet again, I mean, we've got a, a long way to go because we would like to be able to do our own grinding of our, you know, what we feed because we are grass fed, uh, grain mm -hmm. finished. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, well, yeah. Come talk to a headwaters again when you're <laughs> going to be sick of seeing me. <laughs> no, we'll be glad. This is what we want. It's for our producers to feel like they're supported and that you can, you know, have that ability to grow. Um, especially if you're expanding into that, you might um, even consider talking to the Montana Manufacturing Extension Center at that point, because you'll be manufacturing. Oh, uh, well, so come oh, talk okay. to us. <laughs> okay. I might have to do that. That's a darn good idea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, as we're talking about all of this, and we kind of just touched on this, but what are the plans for the future? Uh, that makes me just a shade nervous because I do <laughs> hear some rumblings and some rumors of, um, expansion. Um, and there's been some ex talk of expansion East towards Billings. Okay. Um, but that does kind of make us a little nervous because it, it, I mean, there's a group of people that are very anxious to get an egg laying facility down there. Sure. Um, but I'm, and I guess my crew of women and myself are pretty particular people. And as far as, you know, flock health, you know, the quality of our product that we put out, if we aren't there with our hands on, mm -hmm. you know, I just don't, I, I don't know how we would manage the quality if we aren't right there on site. Sure. So that is kind of a struggle for us. And then I keep hearing, well, we could build another barn in Drummond and <laughs> then just ship them that way. And so I don't know. I mean, there's lots of talk. Um, and like with anybody anymore, I mean, we're very fortunate in that the, I mean, we employ probably 11 or 12 women. Okay. Um, and they're all women like myself. We've had our careers and they're just looking for a little foxy money or, you know, to be feel productive or the camaraderie of it. Sure. Um, you know, I don't know how many more of those women are out there. If we were to expand, we would definitely have to, you know, be more efficient in our washing, you know, get a bigger washer or candler would have to be bigger. You know, some of those candlers send six eggs at a time through. I mean, we'd maybe have to be a little bit more automated as far as, um, you know, you can have, arms that put cartons on top of the eggs and then you know oh, wow yeah i mean it it can get pretty darn automated, automated. everything <laughs> yep 
So there's lots of lots of conversations around here. Um, sure. And I do think there is a need, there is a want. Um, and I think it's, I, I think the egg, egg, my husband was just reading a story out of the Wall Street Journal. They're shipping eggs from Ohio to California right now. So wow. I do think that there is a, a, a increasing demand. And um, so I, I think it is an area in which expansion wouldn't be a bad thing. It's just, do we have the time? Do we have the energy? Yeah. You know, we've got, we've got the land, we've got that piece of it. That's, that's done. And then, you know, any more to find somebody to build a building. I sure. mean, builders are, you know, all those people are pretty darn busy and tied up. And so, but I mean, if there's a will, there's a way and we'd figure it out, but totally it's, it could be something that happens down our lane again. So we'll see. Well, it's very exciting. Thank you for sharing that little glimpse into the future with us. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Well, Carrie, was there anything else that you wanted to share with the listeners? Any any thoughts for anyone who might be thinking of doing value added for their operation or any any words of wisdom you want to share? I I I guess if if you have a thought, you have a passion, I think that the value added helps to give you the confidence to maybe go after your idea. I mean, we are a nation of movers and shakers, I believe. I think we're in, in incredibly um, innovative and creative. And I think there's, you know, you've got a thought of a, of a want or a need. I, I think that I think you ought to explore it. And I think Headwaters is a place to go that there's a lot of ideas there for people. I think there's a lot of help. Um, I just, I think it's a tremendous resource and I didn't, I didn't realize it till we started getting involved in all of this. And I, I, I think agriculture is a very noble profession and I think people should continue to, um, problem solve and figure out how they can make a living doing it. I mean, it it gets tough and it's not for the faint of heart. That's for sure. Sure. But there's certainly a lot of reward to it and um, it's a good, good lifestyle. So, yeah, well, I couldn't agree more. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> so. Well, thank you so much, Carrie. It's been a pleasure to have you as a guest on our podcast and we'll catch up with Farmer Boy Eggs the next time you need some help from Headwaters. <laughs> well, thank you so much for including me and in, in your podcast. And it's been a very, very fun time. This podcast is supported through Headwaters RCD and Butte Local Development Corporation. Did you know that Headwaters RCD is a 501c3 organization? And you can make a donation to our organization at any time. BLDC also has a membership program, and if you're interested in becoming a member, go to bldc.net and click on Member Center. Did you know that between our two programs, we've served over 150 businesses in the last year? We also dispersed over $3.1 million in loan funds just in Butte alone. Headwaters and BLDC are excited to offer this podcast. You can also sponsor this podcast through an ad for your business for only $25 Per episode, your business can place an ad on this podcast and be featured. Email me at K-L-A-P-P-I-N at BLDC.net and I'll get you set up with an ad spot. All right, I'll catch you next time on Business Chit Chat.